you are now tuned in to Lord Have Mercy, a spiritual growth podcast hosted by me, Megan Manigo. I'm just a regular girl trying my best to live according to God's word. And this podcast is my platform to share the knowledge, wisdom, and life lessons that I've gained on my spiritual journey with Christ. God blesses us to be a blessing to others. So tune in as I share what God has planted in my spirit. Hello, hello, hello. Mercy is in the building and you are now tuned in to Lord have mercy. Of course, you are here by no accident, my friend, because God is sovereign and he orchestrates any and everything that happens to us. So it is always my prayer that God uses me as a vessel to speak to you today. I pray that you receive conviction. I pray that some way, somehow this podcast ignites a fire for change in your life and your journey with Jesus Christ. I just want to jump right into the scripture for today. I am in Revelation 1, 7 through 8, and the New King James Version reads, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come the almighty. Amen. So today I'm talking about Jesus because he is coming back. Okay. The topic of today is he is coming back. And that is like a thief in the night. The Bible says, uh, I felt that this was an important topic to talk about for a couple of reasons. One, um, I feel like convicted to talk about perspective. It has a focus on our perspective. I feel like most of the time we just focused on what's right in front of us. Or some of us are so busy focusing on, you know, our future families, our future husband, our future wife, homes, cars, clothes, shoes, all the things of this world, right? But this verse and other verses that remind us that Jesus is coming back, they convict me to change my perspective from an earthly one to an eternal one because the enemy be trying to distract us with those things, the luxuries of this world, not even just the luxuries, even like your job, your career, just Anything that is not Jesus, the enemy will use it to distract you from Jesus. And um, another reason why I thought it was important to talk about this today is because it's good news for those of us who are saved. But, you know, what about for those who are not? And um, it's important that we spread the gospel, that we proclaim his name for the sake of those who don't know him. Um, and I just felt that it was important today. And so, um, to support what I'm talking about, I just want to go to Matthew 25 and, um, verses one through 13, uh, Jesus is telling a parable, right? So he'd be telling stories. Um, I'm sure back then people was like, Jesus, can you just tell me yes or no? Or just give me a straight answer. But Jesus loved answering some of my questions with a parable. Okay. Um, but here Jesus is telling a story to illustrate the importance of being prepared and being ready for Christ's return. Because when he comes back, there ain't no second chances for the unprepared. And so I just want to read Matthew 25, 1 through 13 with you or for you. And it reads, um, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. 
Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. No, they replied, there may be not enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they're on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Mm. So in the story, the bridegroom is a symbol of Jesus and the 10 virgins are symbols of the church, right? We are supposed to be ready for Jesus's return whenever he decides to come. And this story about, you know, the virgins waiting on the bridegroom, it was a Jewish custom that the groom would arrive at the bride's house and we just didn't know when he was coming. So you were to be there ready and prepared. So when he comes, you go off and see a banquet and you get married. Um, so in this story, The wise ones were the ones who grabbed the oil to light their lamps. Because if you didn't have oil to light your lamp, your lamp going to go out. And as you can see, these young ladies whose lamps went out, they had to go run and get oil. And when they went to get the oil, they, they missed their husband. They weren't ready is the point. The wise were ready to meet him and the foolish ones were not. We don't want to be foolish is the moral of the story. We want to be wise and being wise means changing our perspectives and focusing on the things of Christ and eternal things because he is coming back. And when he comes back, we have to be ready. And, you know, a question that really sits in my spirit is like, what have you done with God, with what God has given you? You know what I'm saying? Like we have purpose in life. We're not just here to do what we want to do when we want to do or raise our family and die. No. God has assigned tasks for us to benefit him. He is a creator. He created us for his purposes. Our lives are not about us and what we want to do. Life is about advancing the kingdom of God, not only the, not the things of this world. And that's what the enemy is trying to distract us with. And, you know, when I read the end of this parable and it's like, Lord, Lord, let us in. He like, no, I don't know you. And that's in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. And it reads, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers, my God. This verse is saying, everybody who say, Jesus, I love you, Lord, Lord, I did this for you. I did that for you. He's saying, not everybody knows me. And I will say, away from me, I never knew you. And so, you know, it just makes me think about like the way that we live our lives says who we serve. In that verse in Matthew 7, it says, the one who does the will of my father will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
going to church and paying tithes. That's not enough. That's not enough. Now, don't get it twisted. We're all sinners and we will always and forever fall short. This is not about sin per se. This is about our heart posture. This is about the things that Jesus knows and can see that others cannot. He says, I never knew you. This is about relationship. And this is about how we live and to what accord. So it just makes me think and want to talk about the grand scheme, which is how should we live while we wait for his return? And I'm not saying it's pretty simple, but I don't have no long list of points. I have two points. And my first one is do the work that Jesus told you to do. In other words, be obedient. Before ascending into heaven, Jesus, like in the book of Acts, when Jesus ascended up to heaven, he gave the church directions. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And in the next verse, the disciples just standing there. They're looking up in the sky, watching Jesus go up to heaven. They all amazed, got their mouths open and their necks broke. And two angels appear later on in verses nine. And verse 9 through 11, the angels come back and it's like, why are you just standing there gazing into heaven? Jesus is coming back. Get busy. Get to work. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, we all have an assignment. In Matthew 28 and 19, it tells us, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's like the great commission, right? That's what that's what I've heard that this verse is called the great commission. This is the great task that God has put on all of our lives. Be a witness for Christ. Draw people close to him. Share your testimony. Tell somebody what he's done for you. When you come across somebody who may not know Jesus, you tell them about him. And that's not in like an aggressive way. And I'm not telling you go door to door, but God will put you in situations and offer you these opportunities to draw people closer to him and in a manner that's genuine to you. You know what I'm saying? He wants us to do his work using the gifts that he's giving us. Like, and if you're not quite sure what that looks like for you, ask him. He does speak and he speaks clearly. So just make sure you position yourself to listen, to do what he says. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's my first point. Do the work that Jesus told you to do. Be obedient. And if you're not sure what he's told you to do, you sit down and you ask him. Because he will tell you. And when he tell you, you know what I'm saying? You can't act like you ain't know. When he tells you, you got to act accordingly. And my second point is nurture your relationship with him. Also stay close to him. Matthew 6 and 33, which is my favorite verse in the Bible. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Seek him, seek his face every single day. Spend time with him, listen to him. Let him guide you in your every move. When he says yes, be obedient. When he says no, Try your best to turn away. It's for your own good. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what you need. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head. Trust him. Okay. I um I, I just feel like it's so important to nurture our relationship with him. And it's not just like, oh yeah, I know God. Like, I know he died and rose again. I know his name is Jesus Christ. I know, I know who he is. But do does he know you? It's that intimacy. It's a difference between knowing someone intimately in a manner that no one else knows you and just having knowledge of him that's like oh yeah i know megan i know who that is i think i said that in another podcast like yeah i know megan i know who that is 
but never had a conversation with me, never met me, never talked to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know of me, but you don't know me. God wants us to know him and know him intimately. And that means embracing him, embracing his plan for you, spending time with him and making it a priority to chase him and build that intimacy with him, you know? And like I said, he, he speaks, okay? He will tell you what to do and when to do it. You just have to stay close to him. And there will be no question if you know him and no question about your heart and if it belongs to him. I know I said a lot. Um, I tend to ramble, but I, I try to make these podcasts short and sweet and to the point because, I mean, you know, I want it to be convicting. I want you to take it home. I want you to sit with God about it and say, God, what do you have to say? You know, so uh, like I said, I said a lot. I know. But the moral of the story is Jesus really is coming back, y'all. And he's coming back soon. Like I said, no one knows the day or the hour. But we do know it's true because it's in God's word. and He cannot lie. So in your quiet time, spend some time with Jesus and ask him, ask him, God, what what talents have you given me? What have you called me to do? And ask yourself, like, what have I done with what God has given me? Is he receiving the glory or am I giving the glory to myself? If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know Jesus Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Amen. Um, Like I said, I said a lot, I know for sure. But, you know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it some more. Um, Like I said, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I'm just a girl. <laughs> I'm a girl who wants to follow God. I love God. I want his best for my life. And I want his best for the lives of those around me. And that includes you guys, all of you who are listening. So if there's anything that I can do, um, if there's any prayer request that you may have, any way that I can pray for you specifically, um, send me an email, lordhavemercypodcast at yahoo.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram. I got an Instagram now, lordhavemercypodcast. And like, send me a DM. Like, I want to pray for you. I want to lift you up. I want God's best for you too. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just take all this stuff into consideration because like I said, it's God's word and it's true. So we need to act like it's true and, you know, put our beliefs into action. And if you don't believe, or if you don't know God and you want to get to know him, just let me know and we'll, we'll go on a journey together. Amen. So I just want to lift you guys up in prayer before you guys go anywhere. Um, And let's look to the Lord. Most gracious Father, uh, I just come before you thanking you simply for who you are, God. You are the almighty God, the author and the finisher, the alpha and the omega. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for our sins. And thank you for rising him from the dead on the third day. You are merciful. You are gracious. You are worthy of all praise, God. Glory to your name. Lord, I lift up every single person under the sound of my voice right now. I pray that you teach us all to wait well for your return. I pray that our relationships with you are ignited. And I pray that we strengthen our relationships with you daily. 
Father, let us know you intimately, not just about, not just with knowledge. Let us have an intimate relationship with you, God. I pray that you speak to us in ways that we can recognize and not mistake for anyone else but you. Convict us, God, to make a change where you say that we need to change in our lives. Guide us on the path that you've created for us and teach us, Lord. Teach us your word, teach us your will, and teach us your way. Reveal the gifts and the talents that you've instilled in each of us and show us our purposes so we can live them out. Use us as vessels to proclaim your name and proclaim proclaim the gospel, God, and advance your kingdom. Ultimately, God, I just pray that you have your way in our lives and that you get the glory out of our lives. And I ask all of these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen.